The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. But I remember that moment. I'm like, I have to do something to feel alive because I felt like I was dead inside. You know, I didn't realize that you feel like that. There's numbness. You're just walking through your day like a zombie kind of thing. So my thought was, what can I do to make myself feel alive? And so I went through all these things. I'm going to jump off the cliff. I'm going to jump out of an airplane. I'm going to do all these crazy things. So, so things transpired and got a little bit out of hand. And then one day my, I looked around and my whole life was in shambles. And I was on the floor of the dirty carpet. Now the carpet's dirty because it was beige and we have lots of kids and they're messy. And I sat on the floor just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome today to Intuitive Connection. Today we have another wonderful guest that I'm so excited to get to know and to share with you. Her name is Jen Abra and she's a Reiki master, psychic medium, and author of the book Unearth Your Intuition. And she's also the host of her very own and brand new podcast, Elevate Her Soul. So welcome, Jen. Did I get all of that right? You did. Thank you so oh, much. All right. Excellent. <laughs> So I'm so excited. We met through a Facebook group for podcasters and it was just an instant resonance. As soon as I saw your post, I was like, oh yeah, we, I've, I've got to connect with this lady and we've got to have her on the show. So I'm so excited that we're getting to do this. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad I found that group. Yeah. Awesome. So Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, you mentioned a few of the things that I do and you know, I'm kind of in a transition period, but I'll tell you the things I was doing and things I'm going to turn into, I guess. So I am first and foremost, I really, really love life coaching. So the spiritual life coach doing it in a different kind of way. And I think we talked about the coaching word, not really a, the perfect word for what I do, but that's just what this, the availability there is for the word. Right. So that's my passion. I am also very highly psychic. So I can predict things for people if they choose. Sometimes I do it without asking first because it just sort of comes out. Global things I can predict. I'm a medium, so I connect with your loved ones in spirit. Reiki master was the first thing that I did, which I also love doing. I love to teach Reiki. So I like to teach, I'm a Reiki master teacher. And I guess I also do spiritual mentoring one-on-one and also a group in a group capacity. So very yeah, cool. I think that's all. I had to think about it. So with the Reiki, you said that was one of the first things that you did. I have never done Reiki, so I do energy work, but totally self-taught. But I've heard from people that do do Reiki that it's one of those things that when you started, it really jumpstarts your intuition as well. Was that your experience? For sure. I had no idea. So that was the very first thing that I did. It's a long story, but we'll, I'll just jump ahead. But the very first thing I did was Reiki one. It was very spirit-led to me finding Reiki. And I always tell my students that is the best foundation that you can start with because it does. I think it, I think it might have something to do with the attunement. So I don't know if you know in Reiki, there's an attunement in every level you receive an attunement from the Reiki master. And I think the attunement honestly is so sacred and it's so, 
it goes into your DNA and your cells. I think that is actually what sets off your gifts. It amplifies wow. them. It sets them on fire kind of thing. Very cool. Yeah, I personally believe it's the attunement because Reiki is the one class that I do teach that is totally different energy than the other classes I teach. So if I teach psychic development or mediumship, whatever, Reiki is a whole other level because I feel it's very sacred. Like I know I keep using that word, but it's, it's very sacred. Maybe because it's so ancient. Word. It's so ancient. So, you know, teaching that, I feel like I, I don't become another person, but I feel like I show up in a totally different, more powerful energy in that way because it's so special and sacred and, and empowering. I think that's what it is. I think it's the empowerment part. Because if I do a psychic reading for you, I'm sort of telling you, I'm giving you the answers as opposed to the Reiki where it unfolds. And like every time I teach, and I teach in this space here, and every time I teach it, something weird happens. So like weird lights, fractal images on the wall, rainbows come in the room different animal it gets really cool so honestly if you're gonna do anything i was totally suggest i mean reiki's not for everyone and you have your own belief system but for me i i've seen the impact that it has i also and i hope you don't mind me sharing but when you were talking about doing reiki i just had amazing images of you going way back in time way back into earth's history seeing Ah. seeing you a practice something akin to Reiki and really I bet you even feel that in your bones right now right yeah, it's amazing yeah whenever I talk about yeah. something that's my arm hair stands up yeah <laughs> so the whole time I'm like whoa I didn't realize I really felt like that I knew I like I loved it but I didn't realize how yeah it goes all the way back for you I see it it's beautiful and so empowering and when you find those things that click right yeah. it's so magical and I think Reiki is something too it's sort of like the the gateway drug to all things like intuitive and spiritual. It's one of those things that I think people are willing to accept or try Reiki first. Whereas other things, you know, like going to a medium or something like that might seem way out there, but Reiki, it's like, I think a lot of people has become very mainstream. Yeah. I, so I, agree. I, think I feel it's, like it's also a very safe space too. Yeah. That's created naturally. Like I also created a safe space, but it just naturally, the whole day, it's like in the energy of surrender, which is my favorite word, but the whole day is in the energy of surrender. So whatever's for the highest good for everyone who walks through that door is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. So backtrack, cause you were telling us a little bit about your story. I have so many more questions about what you do and we're going to get to all of those for sure, but tell us how you came to be doing it. Cause you have a very cool and unique story. I do. So I, I always feel sort of guilty, which I shouldn't, telling this story because I try to make it a little bit shorter than it is. So we'll, we'll try to do the shorter version. But basically, my backstory is I'm, the story is I'm a mom of four kids. And this was about, I would say maybe eight years ago, eight-ish years ago. And I went through a time of transition where before this, I had no awareness or I sort of was so immersed in the momness, which I call it in the momness. I was so in the momness. I didn't notice anything else, right? It's like survive your day, make the chicken nuggets and go to bed. Yes, and uh, I wasn't looking around for anything else. And I tell the story in my book in the introduction, how I had just cleaned the entire house and, you know, for little kids that can be kind of messy and their toys go everywhere. And I had just, and I, and I love, you know, the carpet marks on the 
on the carpet when you vacuum. <laughs> that was like my thing. I said, one thing I could control was the carpet marks. And then my son had a temper tantrum at the time. He took a box of like 5,000 tiny microscopic Lego and he went Rah! and he flipped it in the, in the air. It was like slow motion. Like it was raining Lego. And I was like, oh my God, as he fell. And I didn't get angry and I didn't get upset. And I just you know that like a snap, like a twig sounding when you step on a twig it goes quick. That's the sound I heard inside of my body inside of my soul and I sat down on the couch and I was okay and I completely changed I completely shifted and my first thought was there has to be more to my life than this you know so so back, another backstory too I also suffer from postpartum depression so that's a big facet to this whole thing you know a little history to that and, and some meat to the story with and each of your kids or just once? No, with, let me think, which actually with that son, with the second one, I had it quite badly. And then with my, uh, my first son as well. And okay. he was a little bit older, but I remember that moment. I'm like, I have to do something to feel alive. Cause I felt like I was dead inside. You know, I didn't realize that you feel like that. There's numbness. You're just walking through your day. You're like a zombie kind of thing. So my thought was, what can I do? to make myself feel alive. And so I went through all these things. I'm gonna jump off the cliff. I'm gonna jump out of an airplane. I'm gonna do all these crazy things. So, so things transpired and got a little bit out of hand. And then one day my, I looked around and my whole life was in shambles. And I was on the floor of the dirty carpet now, the carpet's dirty because it was beige and we have lots of kids and they're messy. And I sat on the floor just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And this is desperation. You know, when you're on the lowest of the low, you hit rock bottom. And so I heard this voice. Remember, I'm a mom and, and no awareness of the spirit world, no awareness of meditation and what's out there beyond my 3D reality. I heard a voice for the first time and it came on my right side above my head. And it said, it's actually, so here come the goosebumps again. <laughs> I actually heard it above my head, like a physical voice. And it said my name. It was like, Jennifer get off the floor you have more to do and this wow. voice meant business I was like who said that because I don't think anybody was home at the time and I knew it was not a human voice but that voice meant business and so that voice got me off the floor when I didn't want to get off the floor and it got me in the shower when I didn't want to get in the shower and then all these things started transpiring this voice kept saying go here go there go here and that's the voice that led me to the Reiki so and then here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing story. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, how you go through your life and you do what you think that you're here to do and you follow all the rules and all the plans. And, you know, so many of us women, it's have children and become a mom and yada, yada. And you don't realize that you're sleepwalking through your life. Exactly. Right? And I was big time. I was zombie mom and so lost, so immersed in it. Especially and when they're small. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that was my experience. And I just had two, two of the little buggers. But I remember <laughs> when they were little, it, I was completely an overwhelmed mom. So I totally yes. hear what you're saying. Yes, yes. And my journey too was a lot through that parenting role and that mothering role and saying like, I got to find some way to make this work. Yeah, I think so. it was not that you figure out how to make it work, but you're to the point where maybe you can't make it work no matter what you do or the way right. you want it to look like and the perfectionism that's out there. And then you go, okay, forget this. I'm just going to worry about me. Because yeah. for years, we, we hear this word sacrifice. 
you know, we have to sacrifice our, our needs and our wants for our children. And that's what we were taught. And then I woke up that one day on the couch going, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Right. And then it was, it became all about me. So. And it makes you a better parent, right? When you can tune into meeting your own needs in that relationship, everything shifts for your kids too. Cause you're not overwhelmed. You're not resentful. You're not right. Right. You're not perfectionistically trying to live through them so that, you know, you somehow magically get your needs met, which you don't. It's no. yeah. It's amazing that you have that awakening. Yeah. It's a good, it was a good journey, <laughs> Still, <laughs> but that was the, that was the pivotal moment in my life. And I wouldn't change any of the bad stuff that happened in that time frame for anything. Cause if I hadn't gone through any of that, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So. Right. That's how mm-hmm. life works mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I bet you your kids are very lucky to have you. Well, you'd have to ask them that. But <laughs> I like to I like to think so. They get a, they get around. It's funny because I feel like maybe I've gone shifted too much over to not being selfish, but like a lot for me now. A lot is for me now, and maybe that could be because they're older. But I went from like everything was for them. Literally everything was for them. The only thing that I wouldn't share was my tea. So I'm a big tea fan, a tea drinker, and that was the one thing I would not share with my kids. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't share that with them. And if they snuck it, even when it was the cold bottom part, I'd get so angry. But wow. now it's like, I would say it's like 80% for me and 20% for them because they don't need me as much. Right. Plus I've come to that realization that we don't have to sacrifice for our kids. We don't have to, you know, walk through life in surviving mode through the day. There's more to it as I went through. And the voice told me. (laughs) But if you take care of you, right? And you fill your, I love the tea, because if you fill your own metaphoric tea cup first and you have enough tea in that cup for you, then you don't mind sharing because you recognize that that supply is is endless and that there is enough to give. But if you are giving, 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 giving so that you're guarding like that last little bit of tea because you just want to keep something Mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. You know, then you're strangling the supply both for yourself, but also for others, because everything that you give is going to be tainted, you know, not, not because you're doing anything wrong, but because you're not giving to yourself first. Yeah. And that also transcribes into your business too, right? It's a spiritual entrepreneur. That totally is a lesson in there too. So you learn it in motherhood and then you have to learn it in your business as well, which is, I think is really cool. Yeah. Tell us more about how that's worked for you, how you learned that lesson. Oh, I had many people show up into my, the universe thought it would be great to bring me many, many people into my life and clients and friends and frenemies and whatever you want to call it to teach me these lessons constantly that you have to have strong boundaries and also the spirit world, which is really cool, showed me that. So when I am, you know, learning and developing my gifts, it also transpires and it, it mirrors the spirit world. So whatever you're working on or you need to look at, so let's say boundaries, in your human life, the spirit world, especially if you're a medium, is going to show you where your boundaries are not good as well. So that's super right. cool. It's more like a metaphysical showing of you like, okay, so now we're going to go to bed at, at a normal time and 3am, I'm going to have five spirits show up at my bed and wake me up and tell me to email someone in the middle of the night. Oh, so, wow. you know, I thought that was normal. I thought that wow. was normal. But then I start to think, okay, well, like with the tea symbolism, well, now my teacup is really bone dry and I'm really upset because I don't have tea. And if I don't have tea, watch out. So, right. you know, all of these things were draining my teacup. And it took me a long time to realize that everything you do in the human world is mirrored by the spirit world as well. Even the humans too. Humans come up and 
they'll test you and they'll say, hey, can you work on a Sunday? And I'm like, well, uh, I don't really want to, but I guess I will. So these kind of things will all show up. And I think, right. it's, I think it's awesome. And I think it's that belief that some people have, especially women, but I know some males with it as well. I'm married to one that have this belief, you know, if someone asks, then I got to do it. If someone needs something, then of course I have to oblige. And, you know, we forget that, no, in fact, that's not the case. And when you set healthy boundaries, and again, that healthy container, you can say yes or no. Yep. And there's always someone else to take care of the problem if it's not your if it's not your mess or it's not your time. Exactly. That's what I would say. You know, if I'm not doing mediumship and medium readings anymore because of certain boundaries and all those reasons, but there's a lot of mediums out there. So if I don't do it, you're gonna be okay. You're if I say no, it's okay. You're going to find someone yeah. who's going to help you. It doesn't always have to be me. Yeah, it's so important. I always say it's like it's almost grandiose of us to think that we got to answer every call to serve, that we have to be the one to do it. Like it's an infinite world out there, guys. Like there will always be someone else. Yes. Yes. And it's so helpful to know what you feel called to do and also what you want to do. Because if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. And That's again, what I if it's, tell people. yeah. And if it's something that you're being called to do from that deep level, you will get many more opportunities to do that thing. So it's like, if you say no in error, don't worry, the universe will give you more chances. Oh, that's right. There's an abundance of chances. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, oftentimes it's setting that boundary. And I think that's so interesting because I work with a lot of kiddos that are either like out of control empaths or intuitives without realizing it. Or I've even worked with some kids that, you know, have some spirit visitations that they might not even know what's going on. And again, it's so important to teach our kiddos those boundaries early on that no, no one gets in your space that you didn't invite. And just because something is there or you feel what someone's feeling or, you know, you get some information into your brain, it doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. Exactly. And you can say yeah. no too. I often teach kids and I had to learn this, how to turn down the volume on our intuition. So much of intuition development, right, is let's turn it up. And for some of us, we actually need to learn how to modulate. Oh, yeah. That's another lesson I learned as well too. So about right before this, this pandemic, quote unquote, hit right. us, I was constantly on. And it came from my magical trip to Peru so I couldn't turn it off since I got back from Peru. And it was constant, like these global visions. And I knew Trump was going to do this. And I knew this was going to happen. And I was posting and everybody was like, wow, where's the more? Give me more, give me more. And I'm like, I'm not a psychic machine, right? And I was getting so tired. I got so burnt out. I actually, the last day I decided to shut it off, I had to shut it off because it was too much. So it's possible, it is true that you can have too much open. You can be open too much. So the last day I actually got physically sick, I heard a voice, my guide said, you're going to get sick because you're not listening and you're not shutting it off and you're just being at everyone's beck and call. And that's not right. what we meant. So I got physically ill. I was vomiting and everything because they wanted oh. to get my attention. So it is true. I totally agree with you that you can have to open and to be constantly aware of your right. For sure. And that people, people pleasing part too. It's so hard not to get caught up in that when you have something, you know, a gift that you want to share and that people respond to it, knowing that, you know, you are in control of the gift and you are in control of how you share it. And you are not here to just blindly serve other people until you disintegrate. It's really important, you know, to know 
what you can handle, what you can't handle, and what you really feel called to do. So I think the problem with that is that when you get this mindset as a spiritual entrepreneur or a healer or a teacher is that people say you're of service. That's where it started for me is that you have to be of service, be of service, be of service. And I don't think the universe meant be of service to you, peel your guts out. I think, no, you, I don't right? think that's what it means at all to be no, of service. No, be of service is when, you know, in your boundaries, in your groundedness, in your, when you want to, because again, if you get a message from spirit or a download or whatever, or something psychic vision, and you, you, you want to share it. Great. But if you're like, I don't really want to do this. Trust me, spirit's going to go to someone else. And that yeah. same message is still going to get out. And someone who is in a better energy, who's in a higher vibration than you are at the moment. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Someone's going to yeah. find out the message will get across to someone else. It's okay if I don't do it right now. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that neediness of others too, when we feel like we have to feed that, you know, that's when, you know, step back because that's never the energy that you need to connect with someone. Right. No, that's no, that's you know? the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> and again, a lot of people, I'm so curious about future predictions because it's not something that I do and it's not even something that I want to do. <laughs> like I'm just, <laughs> I love your bravery to even put yourself out there that way. But I, oh, oh my God, I'm getting so many past life downloads for you, my friend. We have to have another conversation off the air. Sure, of course. I would love to. But, um, sorry. That happens to me sometimes. And sometimes spirit's like, no, we're going to talk about this now. When we want to be like, no, we're going to talk about this. Well, I just really want to respect your privacy on this phone No, call. I'm an open book. I'm an open book. Uh, I'm just we're seeing good. so many past lifetimes for you around where you were an oracle. And around having that boundary, some of them were in Peru. So it's so interesting that you said that wow. was a, a place yeah. for you. But I also see probably in Greece as well, like Delphi kind of more where we wow. think of Oracle, but, mm. and really having to learn, Ooh, the Greece one wasn't pretty. Um, <laughs> having to learn the boundaries around using your gift. And the guides are also telling me, and you tell me if this resonates with you, mm. that a lot of that prepared you for this moment in time, because this is such an important, I mean, all, there is no time and all these moments right. are equally important. Mm. But again, since the moment that we're living in is now, you know, your guides are saying that you're, you're doing great and you're learning those lessons about how to control your gift and also how not to, and I think this is important for people listening to how not to dilute what you give by worrying what other people want. Well, that's a huge lesson for me right now as I'm transitioning from, the, I'm called the singing medium and I'm transitioning into something more broad. So called elevate her soul, which is a movement, which is a more elevated energy and more broad, you know, just medium. Love it. So, so yeah, I'm, I struggled with it about a week ago where I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I used to post about angel numbers like these are all my things that were in my book that I wrote two years ago. So this is right. two years ago, me. So I was like, the people love this. They love the angel numbers and they love the signs of spirit, <laughs> the feathers and the diamonds, but I'm not there anymore. They might be there and that's totally cool and awesome. Right. Perfect. But I'm not there anymore. And so you kind of go back and like, okay, well, what do they want? But now I'm shifting into what do I want? What does the collective want? What does the collective need right now? What do I need in those boundaries? Right. And when you are vibing with what you need and what your soul needs and you are aware as Jen, you are so aware and, and sticking with that, it's perfect because the energies are moving so fast. And I know like I've lived, I often say like, oh, you know, 150 lives in this body, you know, <laughs> like, because, you know, the energy is so ripe and we're just changing and transforming at such a radical pace right now. 
you know, as you up level, some people go away, some people stick around because they grow with you. That's right. But the words that are coming through is when you're open to dancing with the light of your own soul. Oh, I love that. You know, magical things happen. They do for sure. And I've had to learn that. Like a lot of, you know, my favorite word I mentioned is surrender, just letting go, like attachments, attachments to my Facebook page because it has 2000 likes and I, oh my God, I can't leave that. But it's time. It's reached the, it's reached the, I call the energetic ceiling that it's reached the ceiling. There's no more movement there. And, And it's in my inside, they're saying it's time for you to expand. And you're right. The people who want to follow me still will still come with me and those who don't, that's okay too. But letting go of that attachment is a huge lesson that I'm sure we all have to embrace as well on our journeys. Absolutely. And you can't let go of anything that's intrinsically you, right? Like that's what I always tell people, like, mm-hmm. you know, form will come and go experiences, people, all of that will come and go, but you can't let go of anything that's intrinsically you. And you can't let go of anything that you're meant to have right now in this moment of time. If you let it go, it'll boomerang right back. That's right. So many people, you know, have trouble with that surrendering and surrendering. That's why I preach it all the time. But honestly, I wouldn't say it if it didn't work. Yeah. Tell us more how you practice surrender in your life, like, or how you would tell a client. Yeah. So I I talk about it a lot because I feel like the more you say the same message over and over, the more it gets into your, into your brain and your, you know, you, you remember it more and you start to believe it because a belief is a thought you keep hearing over and over and over and over. So that's why I keep talking about it. And surrendering is a daily practice. So you have to consciously choose the feeling and the intention that I am going to allow, because we're so used to controlling. Controlling is another big thing for me, which is why I control my tea, right? Right. <laughs> but like Carpet we're lines. so used to controlling things. So I talk about fear and love, right? There's only two emotions, basically, if you want to get down to it, fear and love and the miracles in between. I think some of the miracle in there is surrender. And surrender would be a love choice that you would make. Because you're letting go, you're allowing the universe to do its thing instead of trying to control. You, uh, you can't control the universe. You can only, con- this is my belief, you can only control your emotions and your thoughts and your reactions. Those are literally the things you can control. And so surrender helps as sort of like a catalyst or like, oh, I keep seeing this car door, I don't know why, car door. You open the car door, come on in and you get to go for a ride and it's a self-driving car. But right. you can suggest, you know, so it's just a practice. You have to practice it. You cannot learn it in one day. And right. same with forgiveness. Forgiveness, you have to practice every day as well. You can't just go, okay, I forgive you. Right. Okay. <laughs> so. Or the, my favorite is I should forgive. Why can't, I get a lot of people like that yes. in my practice. I should forgive them. Why can't I forgive them? And I'm like, yeah. it's an organic process. Yeah, it takes and every know, day. And you'll know when you forgive. And you That's can right. set that intention of like something in me says like, I will be better when I'm ready to forgive this person. That's beautiful, but you can't force no, never force anything. Right. You can't force nope. anything either. Trust me, <laughs> yeah. I learned the hard way. That's the you try opposite to force of things. surrender. <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite of surrender. Trying to make things happen. I'm going to make because I don't like it, so I'm going to make it fit my will. And that's another important lesson too: is that you can't do that. You have to go the other way. And so every day, being conscious in every moment: what am I choosing? Am I going to choose trying to control this fear, or I'm going to choose surrender and allow, which is love. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think when we go from that place of surrender, you know, you, you start to take action from that deeper place, from the more spiritual place with more alignment with the universe, because like, you know, action is coming through you oh, that's and my you're favorite. just aligning with it as opposed to, 
you know, I want to get that way up the river and I'm going to do whatever I can to swim up the current. And why do I keep getting whacked in the face with all these (laughs) waves? You know, it's like, no, just turn around and go the other way. And then you have so much more power and control, but it's coming from a deeper place. Yes. So that's what it reminds me of. I did a little blog post years ago and I went to Costa Rica and trust me, I'm not this big world traveler. It sounds like I am, but I'm not <laughs> like, I literally just got my passport two years ago. And like, as soon as I got my passport, I'm like, let's go here let's go there. That's amazing. But in Costa Rica, I remember this lesson I learned in the ocean. The ocean taught me a lesson, which was so cool because one day you would go and it would be totally calm. And then the next day you go these massive, like 10 foot waves wow. and trying to stand, trying to fight the wave. Right. So I'd be like, no, this wave is not going to knock me over. And I'd be like, ah, and like literally you get knocked on your butt and you're getting your bathing suit full of sand. But then the day you're there, you're like, you know what? It's just easier if I just float here because it's salty and the salt lays you. I'm like, right. So much easier for me to float in the water and just like let go of all my muscles instead of trying to fight these 10 foot wave. Because when you do that, you get knocked on your ass. So yeah, it's such a beautiful metaphor for surrender. Yeah awesome especially if you're having trouble like understanding what it actually means to surrender you can use you know your own experiences so for me in the ocean you know the ocean taught me a lesson which is which is massive which i didn't even think of that till i'm just saying it right now <laughs> it's amazing so, cool. so if you live near the ocean try it try to fight a wave see what right. happens good luck with that same with the universe. I'm going to fight you universe on this. And the universe is like, ah, ha, ha, good luck. <laughs> but I also love how life will keep giving us all of those opportunities, right? It gives us the opportunities that we need to learn a lesson. Like you said, when you first opened your mediumship abilities and spirit was knocking you in the head at three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, like, you know, that's your opportunity to say, what, what do I need to work on right now? And sometimes we're unconscious, right? And we don't get it until we get sick or until we get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. until we are screaming and something inside of us snaps, which is good because however you get the message, you get the message. But the, you know, will not stop. always giving us these experiences. And I think it's magical when, you know, you do wake up and pay attention and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? That's a metaphor for my life. That's right. Right? Yeah. Your spirit will not stop you until you get it. No, it will not. No. In a loving way. Or in a loving way. Well, it's, it's <laughs> always in a loving way, even when it doesn't feel like it's in it's a loving right. way. It's right. I'm being called before we wrap up, if that's okay to ask, yeah. what, you know, what information are you getting around the current pandemic? Like what's coming through for you, either in your practice or in your guidance? Is there anything that you'd like to share with listeners around that? It's not as strong as it was. So like I said, I was bombarded and so much came through. I think I wrote four blogs and the wrote list of things that people, certain people were going to get sick. And right. the main thing that I remember getting right is that the schools were going to close. So this is like right. March 1st, I think right before it came in. Right. And, uh, I work in song lyrics. So I get most of my messages from, from songs because I'm really good at remembering song lyrics from like the 60s to today. For some reason, I can't find my keys. I love that every song lyric. So spirit uses what the medium is good at. And so spirit would sing schools out for summer. (laughs) But I heard it like constantly. And I'm like, okay, spirit never lies. Everything is always true. So I posted it. I'm like, oh my God, if I'm wrong, people are going to be like, what is wrong with her? But it it came true. Right. And I kept waiting and waiting. And so the next one, I know it's kind of hard to predict because I think it's already in the news, but my feeling is like September, October, I just keep seeing more people wearing masks and, you know, I don't think we're going to be put back in our homes, but 
there might be some, like I think LA has a mandatory law they pass where you have to wear the mask. Like in Canada, we don't have to, it's just strongly suggested that right. you, I don't wear one, but that's my personal choice. But I just see a whole big crowd and a more positive one that I did get was a big parade. So I actually saw this big fanfare parade and what's the movie? I also work in Disney movies. So that Notre Dame one, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, wow. And the vision came to me of, you know, Quasimodo, I think, and there's this big fanfare parade. It was bright colors. And so there, there will be eventually, I don't know the timeline, they don't tell me the timeline, is that there will be a parade. So that's exciting because that means we'll be able to go again and hang out, hang out together. I'm <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that day. Yeah. You said something else, and this is a question I always ask, and I forgot to ask you yeah. about how your intuition speaks to you because it's different for everyone. So I am blown away. I love that song lyrics and Disney movies. Yeah. Is there anything else unique about, about how you experience your in, inner wisdom? Those are the two strongest ones is that That's I will amazing. hear the song lyric and Disney movies is second. The visions are also quite profound, but that's kind of a normal psychic gift to have. But I think spirit just told me that, you know, decided that whatever is unique about you, because there's so many mediums and psychics out there. So we, they have to hone in on what your unique gift is. And so, hey, let's right. do it in a celebratory way instead of scaring people. So I think the main two ones are the song lyrics because it's happy, it's joyful. And then also with the Disney movie, because that's also very childlike. And to remind people that getting a reading or messages or you don't have to be scary or you don't have to have this prophetic, right. horrible thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And it just, is, again, it's that sense of play and that sense of joy. I love it. And it's so amazing. And it also, I think, is great for listeners, again, to know that, you know, intuition speaks to each of us differently and it can come in very surprising ways. So you have to pay attention to those repetitive thoughts, to things that are going on in your mind, to where your attention is called. Because sometimes, you know, I'll just keep wanting to open a file on my computer. And I'm like, why do I keep wanting to open that file from 10 years ago? And you know, you open it and you're like, that's the answer to the question that I've been asking for like the last seven months, right? Yeah. So if you start to pay attention to those things, it's, it's miraculous. And also how cool is that? So that is why you have <laughs> the title of the singing medium, I guess. Yes. Yes. Very People cool. always ask me, what does that mean? I'm like, well, <laughs> like I said, I'm going to, tra I'm transitioning out of that into, I don't do any readings, but I'm still able to, to tap in. I can still tune into your loved ones. Beautiful. Is there anything else that you would like to share with listeners before we wrap up? I would say, you know, a couple of things. If you feel like, you know, you ask for a sign, let's say you ask for a sign from the universe. So say, if I should do this, Show me this. If I should do this, and just trust more. Because if you ask for something, spirit is going to give it to you. But the problem is we get in our heads too much and we're like, oh, that can't be for me. So I suggest getting super specific on what you want. So if I should do this, show me a green hopping frog, like a real, and the more specific that you are, the more specific you will get. And just ah. to practice trusting that, have faith in what you ask for and then you get it. I love that. That is great mm -hmm. advice. Awesome. If people want to work with you, tell us what offerings you have and how they can do that. Well, I'm really focusing on the mentoring and coaching right now. So spiritual life coaching, which again, is not really coaching, but it's more an empowering session where I tune into your higher self and your higher self. And, and we have a conversation. And then, you know, I ask the important questions that your higher self wants to present to you. And then you get the answers in the space that is sort of created. And it's very empowering. Honestly, the psychic stuff turned into coaching 
because right. psychic was very like, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, well, that's not very empowering. So we switch right. it around to you. So I think those are the things that I love to do. I think that's something that we, you know, those of us that have that intuitive gift and get guidance for other people. And it's something that I really pay attention to. You have to be so careful to remind people that even though the words are coming out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. they're yours. That's what I always tell people yes. at the beginning of every session. I mean, every new session, mm -hmm. I don't say it every single time, <laughs> but I remind people I'm giving your guidance to you. And sometimes, you know, it's better to hear it come out of someone else's mouth, but you're in charge of figuring out what resonates. And, you know, because otherwise people do, they just want you to tell them what to do and tell them what's going to happen. And it's all fear-based and it's disempowering. Yeah. So I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, to listeners out there, if you're choosing someone to work with, choose someone like Jen, you know, that <laughs> has that understanding that she is not here to tell you what to do or no. to, you know, hoist her, her gifts upon you, no, <laughs> but to help no you awaken the gifts within. Yeah. Cause you already know the answers. If I get a psychic reading for you, you're going to be like, I already knew that. I'm like, yeah, right. because I'm not, I'm going to your higher self. And she's been telling you for 14 years and right. you're still not listening. So you're going to hear it until you listen. Right. This way I ask the question, spirit gives me a question and it sets the, you know, lights a fire under you. Cause a lot of people come up, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. What's my purpose? I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you what your purpose is. How, how disempowering would that be? You're going to tell me what it is because you already know we're just going to dig it out of you. Right. We're going to dig it out of you. We're going to dive deep and we're going to look at your crap that's blocking it. All the yes, laundry that's piled on top. We're going to take the laundry off one sock at a time and we're going to look underneath. So it's not yeah. too overwhelming that we do all the laundry at once. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a beautiful yeah. metaphor. Is there anything else? Where can people find you? Well, as I transition over, I still have my Facebook page, The Singing Medium, Jen Aber, that's on there as well. But I'm going towards Elevate Her Soul. Elevate Her Soul started as my podcast and now it's turning into all this, this big movement all of Yay. a sudden. The Spirit's like, okay, it's not just a podcast. So I have my podcast and I have a website called elevatehersoul.com. So you can go on there. It's under construction, but you can still find me there. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And maybe we'll put both down there if you want so that people can find you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. No, thank you. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad we got to connect. And, me too. Uh, this feels so aligned. I know that word. I used to hear that word all the time. I'm like, who keeps saying this word alignment? So annoying. But it's so true. Like yeah. this, when it's easy and it flows, that means it's aligned. Yeah. And it's something you can feel, right? Yeah, it's not sure. something your brain tells you. Anyway, thank you, Jen, so much no, for joining you. us. So and I'm um, so glad our paths have crossed. Me too. Thank you so much. All right. Namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you gain strength, clarity, and growth from today's episode. For more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode, please visit my website, victoriashawintuitive.com, where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine? speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.